This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Silver and Black today at Odyssey Original Podcast. Also heard on the radio. On the radio. What's that song? No, I don't even think I'm singing it right. Anyway, it is The Bet in Las Vegas. So if you're listening to us there, thank you for doing that. We certainly appreciate it. It's a Saturday night if you're listening to us on the radio. So have fun and be safe. I am Scott Colbranson. I am your host. I am also accompanied by my guy, my partner, my colleague. What else can we say? Compadre. Compadre, hey, look at that. Look at Mo coming up with the Spanish. Mo Moten, senior NFL writer at Bleach Report, also Raiders columnist up at sportsnot.com, where I also work. Yes, you can find my stuff there as well. Follow Mo on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N, the site formerly known as Twitter. I got to get used to that. And I am at LV Gully, and we're going to talk Raiders football. Raiders preparing to go to Buffalo. You know what's real interesting, Mo? Have you seen the discussion? The discussion, well... The Bills are hurting, man. They're going home. They're hurting. And then you got the other half of the audience saying, oh, they're going to be pissed. They're pissed. They're going to come out and want blood. I think, I think the reality is in somewhere in between, right? Because, you know, when you, when, you, when you have a situation like you saw in New York where the Jets are as low as you can be because of the Rodgers injury, and then they win the game on an incredible play, they come back, they stay in, you get shocked by that. It shocks your confidence. It kind of takes you back. Now you get to go home and try to lick your wounds a little bit. But I think I think it, I think it's both sides of that is overrated. The Bills on paper, and again, everything's on paper, are a better team than the Raiders. I mean, all you got to do is look at the last couple of years. But they've also had struggles, right? So, so I, and we'll get to kind of our predictions later on. But but the the team, the Raiders preparing for the Bills, I think have a little bit of an advantage just because they haven't had much of the drama. They're coming off a win. You always feel better off a win, right? Um, but they, they're in West Virginia. They wanted to acclimate press conference on Wednesday. Coach McDaniel said, well, we wanted to get them in some humidity. Welcome. Gets them in some humidity. We wanted to get them on East Coast time zone early uh, because we know the stats, Mo, with West teams going east, it's not good. Um, what do you think of this whole idea of theirs going to West Virginia and practicing out there? I think it's a good plan to have. At least they, at least they have a plan, <laughs> you know. So I, you give them that first step that they're trying yeah. to acclimate to the time zone and to the switching coast. So kudos to the to the Raiders for you know getting ahead of it. But it all boils down to what goes down on the football field. And you said it at the beginning of this discussion. On one hand, you have a playoff team. Who felt who probably felt embarrassed after that loss, particularly Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who put the loss on him and said, Look, I I cost us that game. So I expect Josh Allen to be more buttoned up when he plays the Raiders. 
but he is who he is. We've seen what five years of Josh Allen now, going on six. He will throw the ball up. I, I've said this multiple times over the past twenty-four hours. Josh Allen has a lot of Brett Favre in him. He's going to do some. <laughs> he's going to make some spectacular throws, but he's also going to give you a chance at least two or three times in a game to get an interception. And the Raiders, once those opportunities come, the Raiders have to take advantage of that. Whether it's Trayvon Merrick on the back end, whether it's Marcus Peters, which Corey and Bennett on the boundary, whether it's Nate Hobbs or Divine Diablo in the middle of the field. When that time comes and he throws that ball up for grabs, you have to make a play on it. Because what do we hear a lot this offseason? All the Raiders' defense is a different vibe. They're forcing all these turnovers, interception here, interception there. Well, they're going to have the chance to show it on the field with Josh Allen, who is a turnover machine. He's had nine interceptions in the last five games. What you saw on Monday night is not a blip on the radar. This is who he's been, especially after Brian Dable took the head coaching job with the New York Giants. Yeah, and I was going to mention that too, my friend, because it's interesting. Now especially, and and hopefully I'm not being too critical here because I don't mean to because I respect people who work in our business and spend a lot of time working hard. But now you have NFL teams have their own media arm. You have the NFL Network, which I'm a daily watcher of. I listen to NFL radio on satellite radio. I listen to all the stuff. It's great stuff. But it also is pre-produced. So we've been hearing about Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not saying, I, I said earlier, they're a good team, very good team. But we've been hearing all this Josh Allen stuff. And then when you see those numbers, Mo, when you read the numbers, for those of you who still read stuff, when you read the numbers, to your point, you see there's been struggles, especially when he lost his offensive coordinator who went to coach the Giants. So you see that. And, and so I think for a lot of people... Casual fans, they're going to pick the Bills over the Raiders. I don't care if it's against the spread or straight up because they know that the vaunted Bills and the Bills have been close to the in the playoffs. And Josh Allen is this super quarterback. He's a top three quarterback or top four quarterback. But in reality, especially over the last five or six games, it's been trending south. And so I think if you're a Raiders fan, I'm not trying to get your hopes up too much, but the Raiders, if they can play – effectively, especially on defense, and create turnovers, as you said, because they didn't create a turnover in Denver. Um, they got a real good shot at this game, and and this is the kind of game, and tell me if I'm being too hyperbolic here, this is the kind of game I think can make your early season significantly if you can go on the road and get it. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the Raiders played three of their first four games on the road. I just did a Beach Report live stream, that, and I said that if the Raiders beat the Bills, people are going to start having to change their perception of the Raiders' season. Remember what we said yeah. during the offseason and leading up to week one, a lot of analysts saying Raiders are only going to win three, four games. And while I don't have the Raiders in the playoffs, I said three, four games is way too low. Now, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say they're going to beat the Bills, but you're definitely going to have to change your opinion or your off your offseason predictions for the Raiders' win-loss record if they do beat the Bills. With that said, this is a big test for their defense. Can yeah. they take advantage of those opportunities? And you're going up against a playoff caliber squad. Even with Josh 
Allen's mistakes and his turnovers, his miscues, fumbles, and interceptions, the Bills are still a playoff team. You still have to respect the Bills as a playoff team because they could score 21 points in a matter of two minutes. Yes. It could happen. If Josh Allen is not turning the ball over, he's throwing 50 yard bombs to Stephon Dix or Gabe Davis. Right. It could happen. So yeah. while I while I feel like the Raiders have an opportunity to win this game, this is, this is not an unbeatable Bills team. This is a test to see if the defense is really making strides or not. Exactly. And the pass rush has to be there. There has to be, you can't, you can't have a lack of a pass rush with the receiving core they have, with young cornerbacks, with safeties that are trying to play their way back into a much more solid position. If you give them, as Matt said, you give them six or seven seconds, it's over. It's going to be real tough to contain that Buffalo team. Uh, Buffalo's offensive line. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mo. Here's an alarming stat. Even though the Raiders won the game 17-16, Russell Wilson had an average of 2.7 seconds per drop back before he threw the ball or felt pressure. That's fifth longest in the league. If they give Josh Allen that much time oh. in the pocket, he's going to burn you. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, and it would be a very high-scoring game. I could, you know, that's the, that's the danger is that you have to be very, very, very – attentive there and you have to you have to play tough defense it's just going to have to work that way um mo we talk about injuries jacoby myers still in the protocol my guess is at this point i know it was the first day of practice this week today but if he's still in the protocol on wednesday i would i would imagine him playing sunday in buffalo is is pretty much not going to happen still could um it's not out of the realm of possibility but knowing how the nfl is taking these things and knowing how significant he got hit I would imagine he'll miss this next game, which opens up some for some time for Hunter Renfro, right? So we should see Hunter Renfro a little bit more, although Myers didn't play a lot in the slot um, the last game against Denver. But it'll be interesting to see who steps up. Do we see DeAndre Carter more at wide receiver? Uh, because it's next man up at this point. I think the next man up you'll see is Christian Wilkerson, who was a surprise keeper on the 50-man 50 50 depth chart. Um, because as you said, Jacoby Myers didn't really line up a whole lot in the slot. So without him on the field, you can't just assume that Hunter Renfro is going to soak up all the little snaps because Hunter Renfro doesn't line up for the most part on the outside. Right. So it, it's also a matter of what I brought up with Matt. If the Raiders go with six offensive linemen or an extra inline tight end, you're only going to have two wide receivers on the field anyway. Now, maybe that is Hunter Renfro along with Devontae Adams. We'll see. But a lot of people have asked, you know, what do you think about Hunter Renfro not getting all these snaps? And what have we been saying all offseason? He's going to have a reduced role. And right. I, I feel like people haven't been listening to me for the past three, four months. Yeah. I understand that I thought he would be trading. He's still there. But I also said that if he stays, he's not going to have a as big a role as a lot of people think on this offense because they brought in Jacoby Myers, who comes from over from New England. And he's they pay. I understand they didn't pay him a, a ton, but three years, thirty-three million isn't anything in the season. That they're not going to stick him on the bench after paying him that much money. You knew he was going to have a sizable role. But if he's not able to go, I would assume we see more of Hunter Renfro. But I would say this: that the Raiders need to establish a run. Matt talked about it. Not getting enough push for having an extra offensive lineman or tight end on the field. They have to get Josh Jacobs going because the Jets did have some success running the football with Brees Hall. And Delvin Cook. Yeah. Also, yesterday, Devontae Adams, Jimmy Garoppolo on the injury report uh, with a foot and an ankle, respectively. 
did not practice on Wednesday, but really um, more of kind of a Veterans Day, right? So veterans can take a day off in essence. So that's probably much. And and listen, there, every every week in the NFL, every player has bumps and bruises. So um, I'm assuming with Adams, because we didn't see him adversely, adversely affected during the game at all, best we could tell. And of course, Garoppolo had a couple run-ins with, uh, with Denver defenders. And uh, with that foot, especially surgically repaired, um, and the ankle, I can imagine, you know, it's just going to hurt for a while too anyway as he plays back into, into game shape. Um, not really worried about any of those injuries at all, uh, Mo. It was his first game since late November, I believe. Remember, he, he mm-hmm. didn't finish his last season in San Francisco. He got hurt late November, early December, missed the rest of the season. He had some days off in training camp. You have to, you know, I think it's at least plausible that he's going to get those veteran days off during the season. Yeah. Whereas Devontae Adams, I don't know where he got nicked up at. I know he had an injury during the offseason, I believe. You know, maybe there's just a little rest period for him on that one. But Vic Tabor of the Athletics said both players basically said they're going to be fine. Basically, as you said, just kind of a veteran's day off to get them rested up and ready for Buffalo. Yes. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to do a little bit of mailbag, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the game and 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 tell you we'll get Mo's prediction, Mo Stradamus, uh, a, a weekly appearance now. He'll he'll put on his fez or whatever he's going to wear, and then we will do his prediction, talk a little about the game, and we'll read your mail here on Silver and Black today. An Odyssey original podcast also heard on the bed in Las Vegas. Don't go anywhere or Mo will find you.